Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. Good morning, Nicole. Good morning, Warwick. How are you? Great. I'm, I'm in a just jump right in and take over mood. <laughs> As opposed to the other days of the week? Where I try and hang back and let you speak first. <laughs> How cold is it there this morning? Uh, just the usual two degrees. And actually, it's, it's climbed all the way to five degrees at, what, what is this, like eight o'clock? Yes. It's pretty um, good. Five degrees. In the morning. Where oh, it's, uh, it's balmy. <laughs> Positively. We're at nine at uh, eight o'clock in Ipswich. Ooh. We're at nine degrees. We started at four this morning. Felt like minus one. Ooh. See, I always found Ipswich to be quite cold, Coxie. It is cold and it is hot. Like it's just so much drier than <laughs> Brisbane itself. It's weird. It's a hot and a cold part of the world. I used to go to the V8 supercars every year. I've yes, never been. I'm I'm a bit of a petrol head. So are you, actually. You're a muscle car chick, aren't you? I am. I do enjoy the cars. But, you know, I've never been out to the drags. I've never been out to the V8 supercars. I've never done any of that stuff. I don't know why. It just uh, with kids' sport, I think, was always the problem. It was yeah. always in the way. Yeah. So I, um, having had my daughter a bit later in life, mm-hmm. like lots, <laughs> um, I was lucky enough to, to – lucky – Got to stop using that word. I decided to go to the V8s every year for about six or seven years. Nice. And um, but it was in it was originally in May, I think, April or May. It might have been May June, and uh, it was such a friggin' cold time. Like the mornings were freezing. Yeah. But then you have those beautiful clear days where the sun just like peels the skin off your face every minute. <laughs> Because you get burnt so easily. So true. And then you drink a few rum cans and forget to put your hat back on and <laughs> and you go home feeling very windswept and uh, sore and sorry after a day at the at the motorsport. It's uh, it's a pretty – I don't know what it is. I guess we're just that little bit more inland. But it is freezing cold here and dreadfully hot in the middle of summer. Um, but the days are glorious and you can handle anything with a nice day, I always think. Mm. And uh, it's, I guess it comes down to what you expect, doesn't it, Coxie? Nice segue, Warwick. Yes, it is. <laughs> I was going to bounce. I was going to chuck Norris off the V8s with the expectation, you know, but you kind of go there expecting to get sunburnt and all that. But uh, we, I mean, we did say that the concert was great on Saturday night, but I think you and I have had a chance to sleep on it since uh, yesterday's episode. <laughs> it's yeah. like we were chatting this morning. It was like, I felt a bit ripped off, Coxie. I felt very ripped off, was. I was really <laughs> disappointed. Well, no, disappointed isn't the right way to term it. I was – I felt a little let down. Hmm. So, listeners, um, g'day and welcome to Tradies in Business Daily Tradie Rona Cast. We did skip an episode last week. Coxie and I both dropped the ball uh, – together <laughs> we just had a shit week let's call it for what it was we we had a custard week and we um we missed an episode last thursday i think it was coxie so um what's thursday 
I would like to apologise, listeners, in case that caused you any additional stress and anxiety on top of all the other stress and anxiety you're already feeling at the moment. Uh, do you know I got uh, quite a bit of feedback about our dropped episode on Friday yeah, afternoon, Drink. So <laughs> oh, okay. I actually had someone message me. It's like, hey, Was, just checking in, mate. Is everything okay? I haven't I had an episode from you for a couple of days. It's Isn't like, that lovely? Uh, yeah, dude, I'm fine. Just busy. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry for messing with your head listeners, but hey, there you go, Coxie. It's a great example of yes. um, people expecting something and then not getting it and going, uh, is everything okay? What's going on? What and I think a lot of us maybe aren't aware enough of how we ooh, set expectations without meaning to. Yes. I'm loving this topic. To this <laughs> so a bit of context, listeners. We, Coxie and I, you would have heard us uh, gushing about the Powderfinger <laughs> boys and uh, the concert, concert, even the word concert, you know, the concert that was on Saturday night. And um, Wifey and I, I have to admit, we rearranged our entire lounge room partly in preparation for said concert. Did you really? That's hardcore. Yeah. You should see the space we cleared so we could like jump around and carry on. And <laughs> I had a couple of drinky poos and, you know, we, we even did a pre-listen. We dragged out like the best of Powderfinger beforehand just to get warmed up, you know, and re reacquaint ourselves with some of our favourites. And uh, the boys came on. Bang on seven. It was like, oh, this is really cool. But I don't know. They didn't intro it at all. No. They just, just started playing. Yeah. And I am I thought, okay, this is obviously pre-recorded and that's okay. You know, they're streaming it uh, as a recorded version because it would be pretty hard to have all the fellas all over the place mm. live streaming and actually be at the mercy of technology like you and I are most days, <laughs> uh, which is a nightmare. Um, anyway, we started to get into it. Uh, at about the twenty minute mark, it's like, yeah, oh, that's a cool song. Yeah, I love this song. And then they did the wind up. It was fucking devastating. Wifey said, "Is that it? Like this is before seven forty-five p.m." Yeah, and I was bunkered down for a concert. You know, like at least ninety minutes. Uh, and then I thought, oh well, I guess that's it. Okay, cool. I mean, it was great. Is quality thirty seven minutes of my life, but yeah, I, I felt a bit jibbed actually. Sorry, Powderfinger <laughs> boys. I'm sure they're not listening to our podcast. But <laughs> should they? I also felt disappointed. I loved the music. I was very excited. My daughter and I jumped around like idiots. I brought the stepson in. He still thinks I'm an idiot. <laughs> we had a bit of fun. It was a nice evening, but it was over before it began. And like you. I was labelled a concert. I was expecting a concert. They were my expectation. Yeah. They were expectations that were my own. Nobody told me that it was going to go for a determined period of time. But when you use the word concert, I assume it was going to go for, well, I figured at least an hour considering. I mm. actually thought there was going to be a warm-up act and then them. Yeah. I was probably hoping for a bit more of the usual banter do you know what oh wow i felt like the boys just weren't really into it well that's a big call did you really feel like that the musically i thought they they were into it and Mm -hmm. you know darren was was being cheeky and that part was cool but it just 
Um, there wasn't the, oh, I suppose, crowd banter. So which that's... obviously you can't do without a crowd, right? <laughs> well, it's interesting that you bring this up because a big, big focus this week in our house is the fact that the football returns on Thursday night. Now, when football first played the first round or two for both codes prior to the whole lockdown, shutdown, whatever it's called, I hated it. I couldn't – I got through a quarter of the AFL and, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes of the NRL. I was over it. That's it. I'm done. Sorry, not interested. Couldn't stand it without the crowd. It's not the same game to me. I'm changing my mind because <laughs> I've missed it that much. But I, I – the discussions we've been having is how much do the – players or band members take back from the crowd like they obviously give a lot of their own energy out whether it be playing in either form but how much of that is fed back to them by that crowd interaction even negative crowd interaction makes you excited and want to get on with it oh absolutely and I (laughs) I went and saw Bernard Fanning actually uh, a couple years ago at the Tivoli Mm-hmm. And um, I'm pretty sure I've talked about this on the podcast before, so I won't bore everybody with the whole story. But uh, someone was heckling, well, semi-heckling Bernard, and this is like an intimate gig, you know. He's on yeah. piano, and and he had I can't remember the lady's name. I'm really sorry to the artist um, on violin. She was amazing, or the fiddle um, might have been the fiddle. But uh, there was this drunk bogan chick up the front. And she was making such a racket and just talking smack in the middle of this, like, fantastic, heartfelt song from Bernard. <laughs> and the Tivoli's packed, literally packed to the rafters. And uh, and he's just stopped uh, mid-song and looked at this chick and gone, are you right? <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's just like, yeah! <laughs> and I guess... Uh, they would be used to that sort of live gig. I mean, studio recording for them would be very, very different. They'd all be in the same place for some of it at least. And I know they lay down their tracks separately. But I actually thought, you know what, that's that's like podcasting. Mm. You and I bounce off each other, which is is a blessing that we create that energy by bouncing off each other. And us not being in the same room has been hard as well. We've had to really uh, change our game up a bit. Um, with this whole online thing. I mean, right mm. now, listeners, I'm looking at a uh, an audio trace on my screen. <laughs> it's our uh, worm. With our names against each of our audio traces. Coxie and I have been reduced to digital worms. We are. On We're a screen. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm literally picturing you, Coxie, sitting in your office, uh, looking out the window into your back garden there, uh, where we've recorded many times before, just to sort of create that feeling that you and I are having that conversation in person. And I felt like the boys were missing that crowd feedback. I reckon. Interesting, isn't it? I I don't know that I could. um, Actually, I can relate it right back to yesterday's toolbox talk. Usually you and I do a toolbox talk together. I'm not great talking off the cuff in front of the camera for an extended period of time without some really defined Um, subject points to talk to so I always come in with a subject point or you and I do a little hustle five Mm. minutes before we go on air and decide Mm -hmm. what we're going to talk about which I did at 3am on Monday morning (laughs) like I normally do 
but I, I actually can talk really quickly and concisely get to the point and then that's five minutes down and my toolbox talk is over. And it was always <laughs> the same with the guys as well. Again, there's no feedback. Like you're talking to a camera in the office. There's this massive lag with Facebook. So I'm not getting that feedback from those that are watching live until I'm just about ready to wrap it up because it just takes that long for Facebook to catch up to where we're at with the streaming. But I find it really challenging to, um, I guess, pad anything out without that engagement back. So it was, yeah, I can relate it straight back to there. So as a performer, I don't think that I would cope without a crowd. As a football player, I don't think I'd cope without a crowd. <laughs> yeah, who would who would pump you up and make you feel better about yourself if you didn't have a crowd? pretty wicked music going on, wouldn't you, running out onto the field <laughs> yeah. with no crowd noise? <laughs> so I, I want to... Do a quick Chuck Norris on a couple of points here, Coxie. One, we've talked about expectations, and I do want to dig into that, listeners, and and get a little bit serious with you this morning on a Tuesday. Tuesday. I'm choosing to be serious. So uh, expectations, setting them, not setting them, accidentally setting them without trying to set them. (laughs) And the other one is feedback um, and I guess performing uh, and and how it also relates to sales and sales processes and and choreographing things. And I think those two are very related in my mind at the moment, Coxie, and they may be mm. completely unrelated in yours. But we've we've been um, working on a project in the background for not for trade desk members or anybody in particular, but for anybody to access some business essentials if you're a Mm. trade business owner we're putting together a business essentials i don't know what we're calling this um that's it no it's tradey business essentials that's That's what we're putting together yeah tradey business essentials so um we're working on that we're doing some recording and and uh working with a coach as well and something that really stuck out for me when we were going through the sales module is this missed opportunity for trade business owners to really set expectations with their prospective clients from the first time they talk to them. It's something that you and I talk about an awful lot. Mm. We bang on about whether it be in a webinar or on the podcast. We talk about it a lot on the podcast or we talk about it a lot with our group members about positioning your clients so they understand what your process is. It's actually really quick and easy to do and you're setting their expectations. When they come into an exchange with their own expectations, I guarantee you're more than likely to let them down because their head's in a different space to where your processes are at. But if you bring them into that uh, early stage communication and be talking to them about what your processes are and what they can expect from you, you can then deliver. And when you deliver, you set about a beautiful client experience. So you're getting the reviews that you need. You're getting them talking positively about your business to the rest of their community. Whereas when you go into a powder finger concert or you assume it to be a concert, I'm just looking <laughs> online and nowhere does it say it's a concert. And Ooh. you miss the fact that it actually told you that it was Saturday, May 23rd, 2020 from 7 to 7.50 p.m. So they actually delivered bang on what they said they were going to deliver. But because I didn't see that because there was no education about it because I made assumptions about what my experience was going to be like, I left feeling let down. Mm. And I know for a fact that our trade business owners, many of them are doing this on a daily basis because they've just not put 
time, effort and thought into what their clients are expecting and how they can set those expectations? There's uh, there's some great lessons in there, Coxie, and I'm glad you brought all that stuff up about the fact they did post the length of the yes. live stream and that they didn't call it a concert. And so I think the, the Chuck Norris in there is check out how a couple of super intelligent humans like Coxie and me <laughs> – <laughs> Can jump to conclusions, make assumptions, and then end up disappointed with something that was awesome yes. just because we didn't read yes. it properly, didn't pay enough attention to it. And tradie listeners, listen, this is what your prospective clients do to you every day, right? All the time. You have something on your website. You put something on the bottom of the quote that says, you know, 50% deposit paid on, on uh, acceptance or whatever it might be. And a customer gets uppity because, oh, what? You didn't tell me about that. It's like, dude, it's on the quote acceptance that you signed. Yeah. Just putting it there doesn't actually mean that people read it. Apparently not. <laughs> Coxie and Was are a case in point. Uh, but that's the thing, right? We, we have to take more ownership as business owners, as salespeople, in inverted commas, of our communication because we think we've said it enough. We think we've communicated it clearly. But if your prospect didn't get the message, if your fans didn't get the message clearly enough, it's not their fault. No, it's, it's not. It's your fault as the communicator. But that's like another one of those big pineapples. <laughs> we'll have to change the name of this podcast. <laughs> but it's really Tradies uncomfortable. pineapple podcast. <laughs> Well, it is uncomfortable, but it's where the juice is in the pineapple. I'm glad it's, it's in where the pineapple. The, it's, where, it's where the good stuff is. When, when we do that thing of taking ownership, then we can yes. actually take control and then we can change it and then we can get better results. So, yeah, this whole setting expectations thing, um, I, I have a wish, Coxie. Wish away, was. I wish our listeners would do a better job of the first few contact points with their clients and that is all part of the sales process that we bang on about all of the time <laughs> absolutely and look i'm aware that all of these lessons i can hold up a mirror and apply them to us and what we do with the trade desk and that's why we're constantly seeking your feedback listeners uh surveying our members testing things changing stuff where i guess we're looking for that that uh sweet spot in some regards mm. um and look, as far as your business goes, listener, if you have ever had misunderstandings or customers um, be disappointed or feel like they didn't get what they expected, then maybe there's some lessons in there for you around how well are you setting expectations from the start. Yes, it's on your website or your contract or whatever, but is that enough? Can I just make one point before we close this part out? Please do. People learn in different ways or they understand or grow expectations in different ways. And so mm. just as Warwick previously said, putting that 50% uh, deposit requirement on the bottom of your quote acceptance form, some people will read that and see that. Like I'm sure obviously given the feedback to the Powderfinger concert, lots of people understood it was only going to be a 50-minute long session and they were not disappointed like I was. However... <laughs> Other people need to hear it from you and they need to acknowledge what you're saying. So it might be 
Um, thanks, Mrs. Jones. Really pleased that you'll be accepting the quote. I just wanted to double check that you saw that we require a 50% deposit before we go ahead. Oh, yes, I did see that. Thank you very much. Or, oh, no, I didn't actually see that. Can you tell me a bit more about that? We all learn in different ways. We all get our understandings from different avenues. So make sure that when you're communicating those really important points that set the expectations, you do so in a couple of different ways. That's my final little point on that. And I'm going to leave it with your fabulous little uh, bow that you tied and affixed to that episode, Coxie. Thank you for that. You're welcome. What colour was it? Uh, I'm picturing like a a port wine sort of colour. Oh, that's nice. Better than orange. (laughs) I could have said orange just to upset you. I I really thought you would. (laughs) Not on a Tuesday. Now, Uh, do we have any reviews? Negative, Coxie. No. No new reviews. Our last review was a week ago. More than a week week. ago. 11 days, gang. Our last one was Kerry, right? Yes. I've almost almost lost heart, Nicole. I don't know if anybody cares. They do love us. Otherwise, they wouldn't come back to us and say, are you okay when we don't do a podcast one? (laughs) No, I think that's just because it messed up their schedule for the morning. I was like, (laughs) you're messing with my head, was? Uh, so leave us a review, gang. This is a fantastic way you can give us feedback. Um, thanks to the reviews that have already been left. We're back in the, like, I think we're inside the top 150 business podcasts in Australia. Okay, that's a start. I'd really Which like is no main feat because there's bloody heaps of them. There are uh, a lot. But help us, help us get a little higher in the rankings so that more trade business owners can find us. Um, I've had some messages from a couple of our members and clients this week that have been sharing the love with friends and trying to get them to do something about something. Uh, <laughs> and so um, a, lot of, a lot of you would have found out about us via the podcast um, and then continued listening to us for some strange reason. Uh, but if you, uh, if you t- could please take the time to go and give us a review in iTunes. Spotify don't care about your opinions, um, but Apple still does. So uh, go to iTunes on the web, find the Tradies in Business podcast and leave us a review. It can be a bit convoluted. We should probably do like a little um, how-to video, Coxie, and put it in the on the page. It's um, not a silly idea, There you go. So uh, I'm going to commit to that this week. Thank so you. go leave us a review and um, give us whatever rating you reckon. Give us some feedback and it'll help push us up the rankings and get us past uh, some of the other interesting business podcasts in <laughs> Australia so the tradies can find us and get the fabulous gold that you get out of us every day. You lucky buggers. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening on a Tuesday. I hope it's a fantastic one for you. Uh, we'll be back in your ear holes tomorrow by hook or by crook. And just think about how are you setting expectations without even meaning to. Hooray. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to the Tradies and Business podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.